Thanks for choosing this BJSM podcast. My name is Sean Carmody and I'm a doctor working in London. Today I'm joined by Vincent Gutebarge, an assistant professor at the Academic Medical Centre for Evidence-Based Sports Medicine in Amsterdam. As a retired former professional footballer and the current World Players Union or FIFPRO Chief Medical Officer, Vincent is well placed to discuss health issues that footballers may experience once they retire. Vincent, we know that a career in football brings enormous rewards both financially and physically, um, however it's not without its risks. What potential issues pre- might professional players be susceptible to in retirement? Well, here we need to consider not only the physical health of retired players, but also their mental and social health. So let's start with uh, the physical health. Uh, we have a large body of scientific evidence showing that retired professional footballers are at risk to suffer from early osteoarthritis, especially, of course, in the joints of the lower extremity. Uh, in a recent uh, study that we conducted at FIFPO, uh, we studied approximately 400 male retired professional footballers, and we found that prevalence of lower extremity osteoarthritis among those players uh, aged between 35 to 45 years old was 33%, uh, mostly in their knee joint, and this is in line with previous studies. Uh, we also know that hip osteoarthritis and uh, Ankle osteoarthritis is also prevalent among retired players, with prevalence around 13% for hip osteoarthritis and 17% for ankle osteoarthritis. Uh, Worldwide, in the general population, we know that uh, prevalence of osteoarthritis ranges between 10 and 25% uh, in the male general population aged 35 and above. So we can conclude that osteoarthritis among retired professional footballers is more prevalent than among the general population. And while you know osteoarthritis is an irreversible uh, joint disease that is likely to lead to pain, discomfort, impairment in functioning other in daily life, work and sport, and at the end osteoarthritis is likely to affect the quality of life of retired player. Um, so of course we need um, to look after our retired player with regard to osteoarthritis in uh, their lower extremity. And once their career finishes, Vincent, are they are players particularly susceptible to mental health issues? Yes, uh, at the World Player Union, FIFPO, we have talked with uh, many retired professional footballers suffering with mental health problems after their career. And in the past few years, uh, we have gathered more and more scientific evidence about the mental health of professional footballers, uh, both during and after their career. In 2013, I started a research program toward the mental health of professional athletes during and after their career. And of course, we started with uh, professional football, uh, aiming to explore uh, the prevalence of incidence of mental health problems in professional football during and after their career. But we also wanted to determine the factors, the stressors that play a role in the occurrence of this mental health problem. And both steps uh, are, of course, essential in order to develop preventive intervention, for instance, or to identify in an early stage player at risk for future uh, mental health problems. So in our study involving more than 1,000 current and retired players, we found that 20 to 35 percent of the retired professional footballer reported symptoms of distress, anxiety, depression, sleep disturbance, or 
adverse alcohol use. Uh, this study uh, was an observational self-report study, so we measured uh, only symptoms and we did not assess clinically diagnosed uh, mental disorders. Uh, with regard to our second objective, uh, factor or stressor associated with this mental health problem among retired professional footballers were a lower level of physical health, uh, a lower satisfaction with regard to their football career in the past, uh, adverse life events, which is of course um, also available uh, in a general uh, life, and un unemployment. Uh, we found in our study that retired players being not working after their football career were more likely to report mental health problems than those players that were uh, working. Uh, despite this finding, namely that mental health problems are quite common among retired professional footballers, 90% uh, of our retired players mentioned it, that uh, there was not enough support for them to have their mental health problems after their career. Um, player unions such as in France or in England uh, have implemented measures to support the mental health of retired players in these both uh, countries, but uh, we definitely have much more work to do uh, to one the mental health of retired professional footballers. In addition to these mental health issues and osteoarthritis, which we, you mentioned previously, are there any other particular concerns that a player might have upon retirement? Yes, uh, there is especially some lifestyle issue, um, such as nutrition. Uh, once you retired uh, from professional footballer, you need to adapt to other nutritional habits. Um, because you do not have the same level of physical activity, obviously. Uh, you do not have the same energy expenditure, obviously, of course. And you do not have the same nutritional needs. Um, so you have to look at both food content and, of course, number of kilocalories in order to maintain a healthy uh, body weight. And this might also help to prevent uh, the worsening of potential uh, osteoarthritis in the lower limb, as we know. We've so, uh, we also get many questions about uh, detraining from a professional footballer. How can a player optimally shift from football activities um, several times a week to a sedentary active lifestyle? Uh, many questions uh, from our player, and this is also important from both physical and mental health of the retired player. So all these examples uh, that we mentioned in the, in the previous minutes of potential health issues in retired professional footballer empower an holistic approach in the management of this retired player. It is not solely about lifestyle or about nutrition or about mental health issue or about osteoarthritis. All these issues are related to each other. Um, all these issues form a kind of puzzle and every single piece of the puzzle needs to be addressed in order to manage retired player uh, optimally. And keeping all of that in mind, Vincent, I'm going to use a hypothetical case. So if you imagine a player is approaching the end of his or her career, has played for their club for 10 seasons. Which stakeholders have, have that duty of care to manage this player's re transition to re retirement with respect to health? Well, in an ideal world, and for all occupational categories, among which, of course, uh, professional football, 
all stakeholders should be together responsible for the health and safety of their employees until the years beyond retirement. Uh, so in professional football, uh, you have the club, you have the player union, and you have the governing uh, bodies, and these three stakeholders in professional football should be responsible for a player. And yes, all stakeholders in professional football have a duty of care for a player, both during and after their career. But we are not living in an ideal world, and especially not in professional uh, football world, where performances and financial profit often uh, prevail above other aspects. At present time, the club have a short-term approach with one main objective, uh, it's logical, uh, it's uh, the football performances. So the club do everything to enhance the performance of the player during their contract year, but I believe they do not feel any responsibility about the, um, well, the long-term perspective about what happened to this player after these contract years. And I believe they do not feel any responsibilities about what happened to this player on the long term once they are retired. So I do not have a lot of hope that clubs will feel they have a duty of care toward our player. Uh, with regard to governing bodies, they organize competition and uh, their main mission is not the duty um, to care for a player, uh, but uh, mainly to organize um, and set the rules for competition. And following on from that, Vincent, uh, that leads us with the role of the players' union. Um, what, what can FIFA Pro, for example, do to protect um, the health of retired footballers? Well, you can imagine as uh, FIFA Pro, uh, as player union, we feel that it is definitely your responsibility to look after players and to take the lead on the management uh, of retired players. At FIFA, we place the health and the safety uh, of a player uh, on a long-term perspective. That means that we strive to protect and promote the physical, mental and social health of our player, both during and after their career. So when it comes to the management of retired players, uh, for instance, uh, we developed an after-career consultation uh, for them in order to empower the sustainable physical, mental and social well-being and quality of life of retired professional footballer. We will focus on different issues such as training, osteoarthritis, obviously mental health, lifestyle, but also employment and education. So ideally, I would see uh, within a given country a collaboration between the club the player union and the football federation and I would like to see a consistent systematic and sustainable collaboration in order to help players in need um, when they move out of professional football. Uh, there are countries where player union and football federation work together on particular issues. And just on that Vincent I'm aware of two cases of best practice both here, here in England and then the Netherlands. Can you elaborate a little bit on those Yes, there are two very good examples in, in England and in, uh, in Netherlands. In England, uh, the, the PFE and the uh, AFE uh, have funded, for instance, a scientific study looking at concussion and their potential neurocognitive consequence uh, on the long term for former players. Uh, and on the other side, in the Netherlands, the Dutch uh, Player Union and the Dutch Football Association have collaborated in order to implement, you know, or develop after-career consultations. So this kind of example should be followed in all countries, of course, and this should be favorable for uh, the management of retired players. Going back a bit earlier, I know, I know you mentioned that uh, clubs don't necessarily 
Um, it's not necessarily their priority to look after the retiring players, but what can they do to, to maximise the health? Are there any specific advice that you have for, for clubs when it comes to players retiring? Well, uh, during the career of professional footballer, uh, clubs need to give full attention and to invest uh, into uh, injury prevention uh, in order to reduce the number of severe joint injuries and related surgeries. And those joint injuries and surgeries uh, are, of course, likely to induce on the long-term osteoarthritis. So it's very important to focus on injury prevention. In terms of collaboration, it would be nice to have the club on board together with the National uh, Football Federation in order to play a role in the management of retired players, as we do uh, within the player unions. Uh, for instance, I would like uh, the club to be on board when it comes to the implementation of an after-career consultation. Such a collaboration would be beneficial uh, to our player and to the whole football uh, industry, I believe. So, Vincent, is it time for us to mandate uh, the idea of a medical passport for footballers which would contain, for example, past medical and surgical history, uh, previous imaging, history of medication use, um, and other relevant information? Well, I believe, or we believe, uh, as player unions, that all medical data collected during the career of our player uh, belong only and exclusively to the player and to uh, no one else. So consequently, I believe strongly uh, that this medical data must be given to the player after each season, but also at the time of retirement. And this player should decide to disclose or not his or her medical data with any third party at the end of the career or during the career. Uh, the prerequisite for the collection and storage of medical data, of course, is that the player has uh, given an informed consent. Uh, of course, I believe that medical data collected during career is useful for the health of the player during the career. Uh, but again, uh, this medical data belongs to nobody else than the player. And of course, this medical data is also useful uh, after retirement from uh, professional football. So we definitely need to explain the player why it is beneficial uh, as a medical professional to have the medical data of a player, especially once he retired from professional football. I believe it is very useful and it has some added value uh, in the management of retired players. So to conclude this podcast, Vincent, can you list your top take-home messages for clubs and clinicians working with retired players um, to maximise their health? Well, firstly, club must be aware that as employer, they have a duty of care according to the World Health Organization and International Labour Organization. Uh, toward the employees, uh, the players, not only during the career, but also after uh, the retirement of our player. Secondly, all young players in the academies uh, should have a plan for career uh, planning that goes beyond football uh, only. Uh, for instance, education and future life objective should be given enough attention and clubs have their responsibility in this matter as well. Uh, thirdly, invest in injury prevention during a career. Of course, it's a, it's a logical one. Uh, fewer injury means uh, better uh, player availability and thus better performances. And on the long term, fewer injuries mean lead um, to a better physical health for a player after their retirement. And lastly, I would urge uh, clubs to assist and collaborate with Football Federation and with 
player union in order to manage a player transitioning out of professional football. Thanks, Vincent. So you've been listening to a BJSM podcast with Sean Carmody and Vincent Gutterberg, Chief Medical Officer of FIFPRO. Throughout the podcast, Vincent's mentioned lots of useful research, which we will link to the listener below this podcast. Thank you very much.